This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comicpop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comicpop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes a friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police. But a crusade of the law. But they can't oh. see us just yet. No. Oh. Let's let's say all the really controversial things now, and then uh, okay. get that out of the uh, way. Batman dies next week. That's going to be an announcement. Oh shit! Cool. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh. Oh. Yep. Go ahead. Ozzy Van is the guy who created uh, the universe. Yep, yep. Um, uh, you know, metal is actually about them building a metal Batman. Okay. Place Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds that sounds tight. All right. Yep, yep. And then it's gonna be followed up by uh, Superman uh, Mallow. Hmm. Uh, that's when Superman gets replaced by a marshmallow creature. Oh, cool. Okay. Superman Mallow. And that'll, I guess, since uh, since DC and IDW have such a strong relationship, they can start bringing into the Ghostbusters. Yes, the ghost that will that will directly lead into Superman versus the Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh, let me tell you, uh, Dan who Dan Schoening who draws that book, he would be like, "Okay, I'm in." He, like, <laughs> you know, not, that, not, would be, yeah. that would be so insane, but I'd be down for it. Too. Right, not an ounce of pretension on that guy. He'd be like, "Okay, let's do it." <laughs> Oh man! But yeah, um, yeah, and then uh, and then after that, I'll be followed by uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, not there, right? Uh, that's where Wonder Woman just decides to sit in her invisible plane and nobody can see her. Oh, cool! <laughs> so six it's really issues. it's uh, it's oh six, six issues. That's that's a conservative yeah. estimate. I, I assume that um, it's kind of bringing her back to her roots as like the JSA's personal assistant, kind of like writing down oh, notes and everything. Oh man! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> just going oh. away. Just took the notes. That's terrible. I know. It's rough. Uh, All right. You know, it, that's a, that's a thing that I do hope. I do hope there's a nice little wink at the Justice Society in the movie that's upcoming. Yeah. Yeah, especially since it'll be in like kind of like the golden age. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Cool. It'd be a nice little wink, even if it's as similar. Even if it's something as simple as like one of the army guys she meets or something like that has like the same name as one of the JSA members. Like, like uh, say she meets a Sergeant Nelson. Yeah. You know, and we could be like, "Oh, that's Kent Nelson, cool." Right? I so. I feel like we're gonna see the Blackhawks. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. Or at least I we'll have a reference that. to it. Like, oh, we you got know, these. There's, there's nothing to say that uh, that scene where you see Steve flying the plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nothing to say that he's just not a member of the Blackhawks. Right? I know. You know. Just put us. Just put the freaking logo on the side of the plane or on his ID card or something. Boom. Yeah. And you've got yeah, yeah. you got very, instant very, cred. <laughs> Very simple, yeah. That would be a good. Oh man, a good pull. Thanks. <laughs> cool. I would. I wouldn't consider that. That's a good one. Right. The Blackhawks uh, are cool. Uh, you got insta- Let's see. Uh, what else? Uh, I like how the people in the chat are like, "Oh, who's here? Oh, definitely Jason." Yeah, sounds like Jason. Yeah. <laughs> I love when they. I love when they speculate. It's like you are. Guess what? You figured it out. Oh um, man, uh, it's been a while, dude. Yeah. Right. I was just thinking about that. I was like, man, we're gonna do this finally. My march, uh, my march went a little crazy. I hear you. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Are you uh, are you heading into good any good comic book conventions? Soon? I wish. I've, I'm actually going through withdrawal. I uh, we did Emerald City, and then like C two E two kind of got pulled out from under me, and WonderCon mm-hmm. never materialized. And so I was like, uh, I guess that's it. I mean, like, 
for me, like, the only con that I'm, like, kind of gunning for right now is actually the local con that's, like, in my backyard called the Garden State Comic Fest. Okay. And I'm like, if they give me a panel, I, I'll go to that. If they don't, then I'm never going to another one of those shows again. You know, that's kind of the way that I am with cons right now because I have a bunch of people that ask me, you know, they're like, oh, are you going to go to this con? Are you going to go to this con? And it's kind of the same thing. Like, if they don't offer me, like, a panel or something like that, it's just... I can't work it into my schedule, but if no. I if I if I can get a panel, then I can like make a video about it or a podcast about it, yeah. and then it works. Yeah, you can justify the whole experience because exactly. because it, it, it's an expense, and it's and it's not just an expense of money, but it's an expense of time. Like you are, it is. Are, a, it, it's yeah. a big expense of time. Yeah, hundred percent. Especially if you're going to a con that's kind of like. It's it's I, I hate to say that like many of them are interchangeable at this point, but so many of them are interchangeable at they this are. point. They really are. And. Uh, so it's like, oh, cool, the same retailers are here, the same amount of stuff, and, like, there's some really diverse uh, cosplayers, but, like, that's not what I'm here for, so damn it. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. But, uh, all right, let's, let's, I guess we can start the show now. That's, sure, that seems let's do like it. enough. All right. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I am Sal, and I'm joined today by Jason Inman of DC All Access, and, of course, his own channel, Jawin. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. Let's talk about things that don't end. Right? Let's talk about the never-ending battle of... <laughs> Cancellation. Never a new battle. Look who was on my uh, water glass. Oh, nice. That is a sweet tune tumbler you got going on there, man. It is. It is. I don't think it's a tune tumbler. I think I got it from like a Target. Oh, right on. So, yeah, Target yeah. got into the tune tumbler scene like really early. I noticed there's like there's a crap load of like. By the way, there. This has nothing to do with our topic. Have you all noticed that Targets now have a nerd section? They sure do. With, it, like, Funko Pops and T-shirts? And it's like, literally man. in the electronics section. Like, you just yeah. go past the DVDs and boom. <laughs> it is just nerd central. I, I actually, I've considered, like, buying up a whole bunch of their shit to, like, enhance the set. And I'm oh, like, yeah? yeah, and I'm like, good thing, good to know that that'll, that'll be here for at least a little while. So I, can... I bought a pair of Daredevil socks there once. Nice. <laughs> just for the simple fact that I never thought they would ever make Daredevil socks. No. Man, uh, we are in a really weird bucket list era of comic collecting and comic book lore where it's like, I Dark never man. thought they were ever going to do X. And it's like, now whenever anybody asks me, like, hey, did you expect them to do such and such? I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah. At this point, like, listen, did I expect <laughs> Colleen Wing to be a breakout character in anything? And to be the thing that you'd be like, you know what? Iron Fist, Colleen Wing. Yeah. yeah. She's the <laughs> thing to look out for in Iron yeah. Fist. Like, yeah, no, I did not expect that. But now it's like, well, whatever. I mean, like, there's a freaking Celestial just sitting in the throne room with the uh, with the Grandmaster and Loki. Like, come on. There's a giant Kirby. Was there a Celestial? Well, there? I didn't notice that. It, it looks like Celestial armor. I don't know. But the okay. thing to really watch out for, and this is, again, not on topic, but behind them is, like, a recreation of a, like, 1960s era uh, Jack Kirby drawing of like a giant machine that the thing is holding and oh wow it's in the background of the scene and i'm like now is it because i know that a lot of the effects aren't finished so i'm like is it a placeholder for something else is it an easter egg to tell us that like because that's a drawing from a fantastic four issue that we're getting fantastic four or is it just like well we're doing a huge homage to jack kirby and no one's going to complain about a jack kirby machine like fox yeah, won't I notice think, <laughs> i think that's what it is i, I feel like that's true <laughs> but my heart i want to believe we're in a world where like freaking peggy carter fought the magia family like, come on, man! Like we are, like we are in deep we're dog pro. central. We're we are like I am now convinced we are in the Bizarro timeline. Yeah. Um, just simply for 
uh, you know, and I'm not saying on which side of this issue that I am. Right. Just simply looking at who our president is and the right. movies that are coming out, we're in the bizarro timeline. Yeah, we got we got some interesting trade offs. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. Uh, it's like the world. The Cubs won. We're in a bizarro timeline. Yeah, Cubs won. We get like we have a million Marvel shows. DC is making like. There's rumors and like strong ones. I don't know that like maybe they're gonna make four Batman movies like in a row <laughs> of the Bat Family. I mean, for the love of God, Joss Whedon, creator of Firefly, is gonna be doing a Batgirl movie. That's yeah. Anything can happen, ladies and gentlemen. Literally, anything can happen. So like, speaking of, let's let, let's drop into our topic. Yeah. Speaking of things that that should happen, the but pro- probably will never. These are out. the things. Yes, we just talked about like what 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 how the inevitability of everything. Here's some things you're never gonna see again. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Jason, uh, you kind of spearheaded this topic, so I kind of want you to take point on this one if you don't sure. mind. Uh, uh, so we were we were talking about Sal and I were talking about today. Uh, you know, like what should we talk about, lovely audience? And I came up with this idea. I was like, you know, there are a lot of like comic book runs out there that have never ever finished. Yeah. And I thought it'd be interesting to talk about them and see like if we ever read them or would we at this point in time with the distance between like the last time the issue released would we want to see a conclusion right you know yeah is it, oh, have they passed the point of relevancy at this point oh yeah and and i will say this i will uh, spoil a little bit of this most of them have yeah um most of them we do not ever need to see this conclusion um, uh, yeah when i when i was doing some research i noticed a lot of them are um are image books <laughs> There's some of them, yeah. I actually, there's a couple uh, really big Marvel books on here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that and there and there's a bit, there actually were a couple that I completely forgot about. Mm. Uh, there's so, some that I didn't even know about. Where I'm like, man, I wish I had known about it. But then I remember mm-hmm. that they didn't end. So I'm like, oh well, I'm glad I missed that. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm up. pulling these from a couple of lists that I found on comic book resources and Newsarama. Right on. Uh, to give them their credit. Um, and the big one that sticks out, the first one I want to talk about is uh, Daredevil the Target. Yes. Now, this is that miniseries that Kevin Smith was going to do. It had art by uh, Glenn Fabry. If you don't know who that is, he did the covers for Preacher. So um, great. And this was supposed to be the miniseries that was going to reintroduce Bullseye back into the Marvel Universe because Kevin Smith used Bullseye to kill Karen Page. Yep. And he kind of convinced Joe Quesada to be like, hey, don't let anybody use Bullseye until I get to write Marvel again. Yeah. <laughs> um, they released the first issue. It sold 100,000 copies. And the second issue was never, ever released. And then I know that the conclusion of this was that Brian Michael Bendis, who was writing Daredevil at the time, he's writing the Underboss arc, basically was like, yo, I really want to use Bullseye. Yeah. I'm just going to do it. Right. Yeah, he completely like clipped the legs out from under Smith's plans. Although Smith kind of like never really materialized, so it's fair. Like I can imagine Casada being like, "Yeah, yeah, Brian, you're our goal. You're gonna be our golden boy here. Yeah. We're gonna like we're back in the the Bendis horse instead of the Smith horse." Because Kevin Smith's permeation into Marvel and his association and affiliation with Joe Casada is kind of like such that Kevin Smith, if the movie-making thing never really materialized again, if, if, if Jay and Silent Bob was it, you know? Although it's funny because Smith kind of bounces back from everything that like yeah. should be a career killer for him. Um, I feel like Kevin Smith could have been the next, like Marvel's Mar- like Brian Michael Bendis well, you in know, an era of Bendis. I, I will agree with you on that in terms of ideas because Kevin Smith has a lot of great, great ideas. Yes. There's one big problem with Kevin Smith, and as a huge fan of him, I say this with all the love, and it's simply because I've seen his movies, I've listened to his podcast, I've read his book. Yeah. Uh, 
he's lazy. Big time. <laughs> and as a comic book writer, that's one thing you cannot be. No. You've got to be hungry, and you've got to be diligent. And you got to, like, get on that shit. I mean, Kevin Smith, not only... And that's the funny thing, is when he made Daredevil Bullseye, he still hadn't crawled into the weed cocoon. And yeah, that's true. That's so right. Yeah, dude yeah. was already lazy. Now the dude is, like, neck deep in reefer. It's like, you're never going to see Daredevil Bullseye. Well, Much less any Kevin Smith comic that isn't oh, yeah. just an adaptation of a script he already wrote. And also, too, yeah, fair point, yeah, yeah, where he doesn't have to write it again. Yeah, uh, exactly. Um, this is this will not be the last time that I'll bring up Kevin Smith. Oh, no. I mean, it's yeah. funny, actually. When Daredevil Bullseye came out, he was also working on that Spider-Man Black Cat, the Evil That Men Do miniseries. Which did finish. Which did finish, but we were all sure was never going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that had the frequency schedule of, like... Oh, I don't know. All Star Batman and Robin the Boy Wonder, which we'll also get to. <laughs> yeah, oh, we're gonna get to that as well. Uh, um, but yeah, like I think I think Black Cat took five years to finish. Something yeah, like that. something like that. Yeah. Like a, a obscene amount of time for like not that great a reward, but at least it did finish. And you know what? If it, it didn't feel like he kind of like lost track of it, it you know it felt like it was kind of just I, I don't know. He, he, there's there's a consistency to it. it. Doesn't feel like when you read it in all in one sitting, it feels cohesive. Well, let me ask you this, man, because you're a longtime comic book fan, just yeah. like me. Um, what do you? How do you? What? This this issue definitely comes into this conversation. What do you feel about delays? Because I will tell you that there's only been a couple times in my life that I've experienced like delays that really hit me. Yeah. Uh, one one of them was All Star Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. The other one that I remember was Ultimates Two, where they had a year yeah. between issue like twelve and thirteen. Now. Does a delay really knock your enjoyment of a story? Only when you're reading it. Like yeah. if you're reading it now, then yes. But if you yeah, it are, matter. but yeah, if you're reading it like yeah, if you're reading it t- several years down the line, I mean, you just look at uh, Secret Wars or uh, any Frank Miller book, uh, you'll notice that like they're irrelevant. You know, the delays are only a big deal when they're happening. But once you've passed it, if the book comes out. I think that you've you've saved it. Like if you can stake the land, if you can stick the landing, then you saved the book. Because yeah. even like, I mean, look at like uh, look at Dark Knight well, Three. Watchmen was delayed at one time. Watchmen was delayed. I mean, like, yeah. and and no one that that is a footnote in Watchmen's history. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the inverse of Watchmen, I think, like something like Dark Knight Three: The Master Race, we're seeing delays that are like, oh yeah, unpre- well, I would say they're unprecedented, except we have an entire list of delays and books that are never going to come out. Um, and I believe Dark Knight 2 was also delayed. Oh, big delayed time. Between 2 and 3. I was reading it when it came out. No, he took a mm-hmm. big break between uh, 2 and 3 where... Yeah, because it was, it was only three issues. Yeah. I think it was... Uh, yeah, after 9-11 he went like, oh, i got to change the entire third issue and just threw out whatever he had and rewrote it and of course redrew it and it was, oh my god. Yeah, that was a mess. But now it exists it's just a, it's just a thing they lump in with dark knight that you can read at any time and at no point is there if 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 it and of course the further away from the internet it is the less yeah. relevant the delay is yeah totally 100 so uh, yeah all right i'm just curious about this because here's one that i am so sad never went anywhere mm-hmm. uh grant morrison and jim lee's wildcats <sighs> yeah do you remember this? I remember solicitations for it. At that point, I'd already fallen off the Wildstorm train, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but I was excited about this idea. I, I was. Uh, I, I yeah. Yeah, I still have this issue. No shit. <laughs> yeah, I still do. Uh, issue number one, because uh, I'm a big fan. If like Jim Lee draws it, I I'll, I'll buy it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I try to, and I try to collect it. Um, 
And uh, yeah, it, it has this amazing cover with Grifter on the front. The first issue is actually pretty good. Yeah. But then, like, second issue never, ever came out. Yeah. It was released in September of 2006, and then nothing ever happened. And I think that, man, Grant Morrison, like, does these amazing things to everything he touches. I would have loved to have seen what he would have done with the Wildcats. Big time. I mean, we're already... I mean, it's funny. We're in a time legitimately where Warren Ellis got to reimagine the Wildcats, yeah. and now we're getting a totally different book. And... But but Grant Morrison, I'd love to see what he would have done with it, especially back then. Um, yeah. The qu- yeah. For me, here's the here's a question: Why? Like, why didn't it work out? Because that's always for me. Whenever there's a delay, I'm always like, all right, what happened? You know, like, uh, what was it? I don't remember who it was. Of the oh, uh, Civil War Two. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, David Marquez. Uh, his wife had a baby. So it's oh like, yeah, I remember that. So they 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 put it they put it in a buffer issue. Yeah, and there was but yeah. there were significant delays, and like people were uh, were upset until they found out it's like oh the dude had a baby, and it's like oh right on like okay, but like that kind of piece of information is really helpful when it comes to like this story. I only remember like the ad for it, and so I would love to know was, was it like Morrison just got out and was just more interested in Batman? Was it like mm-hmm. did he legitimately just bail on them or did something just not work out? Or did, or did Jim Lee just at the time find out that he was like I just don't have the time to draw this. Which is fair because the dude you know? like when he man when he finds the time though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well currently if you if you watch uh, Jim Lee's Instagram mm-hmm. um, you see that he draws late 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 at night. Oh. He'll, he'll draw at like 1am 3am at night. Oh that's funny. And because it's the only time he has to actually right. draw. Yeah, because he's not just an artist. Like, he's an executive. He's got work to do. <laughs> yeah, he's the publisher of DC. He's got some stuff to do. <clears throat> yeah, you know? man is busy. Um, it was the same thing when, uh, I remember when uh, when Quesada took over for, as editor-in-chief of Marvel. Mm-hmm. Like, he had to, when he was like, I, if I have time to draw it, I will. But, like, I got work to do, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got, I got paychecks to fill out. Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, man. Uh the wilds it's funny I, I do you think it would have it could have been even as good as what we're getting now though uh it would have been different um i'm not sold on the wild storm yet right um could because i think it's two issues well I'll, I'll tell you this is this is this is my thoughts on the wild storm mm-hmm. i like everything i've read so far i think it's moving very slow yes um, I think it's going to read kind of like Warren Ellis does this thing where I feel that Warren Ellis books read better when they're collected. Yeah, I believe that. And I kind of think this is going to be the same thing. Like when you read this in six issues together, you're going to be like, wow, this is fantastic. Yeah. But right now, like since we've only gotten two issues, I'm kind of like, man, I I don't know. It feels like we've gone two issues and I don't feel like much has happened. Mm-hmm. But I will say this. I kind of also wish the Wildstorm was double shipping. Yeah. Like it, like it's weird because I've kind of now gotten used to DC Rebirth and Marvel. I guess trained me this way to like, you know, I only have to wait two weeks for a next issue, and yeah. wait waiting a month for Wildstorm, is uh is is crazy. Well, at I, this I, yeah, at the pace they're going, it's easy to forget it exists. Yeah, yeah, you kind of forget. Like I I kind of find that I, right now. I, every time I get to the next issue, I'm like, oh, I forgot oh, yeah. about that. Yeah, what Wildstorm needed to come out as a trade. Like it needed to be a graphic novel. It needed to be like, oh, I've been down for that. They had to have like ap- approached that like the like the Earth One series. Just be like, just finish the damn thing. Trust it's got Warren Ellis's name on it. Uh, the art is phenomenal, and it's and it's of course 
connected to the Wildstorm universe, or at least it's a reimagining of it, just put out the thing. It'll sell. Like, and then it'll get on the New York, well, not on the New York Times bestseller list, but on some bestseller lists. Yeah. Um, uh, I say that only because, right, so yeah. So another delay, or another story that will will never be finished. Uh, Sal, do you remember cross-gen comics? I sure do. I didn't, I didn't bother with cross-gen, but I do remember yeah. them existing and having stuff coming out. Yeah. Yeah, I never, I never dipped into them either. Although I've now gone back and read Ruse, which okay. was the Mark Way Sherlock Holmes series. Yeah, it's quite good. Right on. Uh, and then I've never read uh, Sojourn. No, but that is like a Kurt Busiek, uh, and it was drawn by Greg Land. It's kind of the book that really made Greg Land like the huge deal that he is now. Interesting. Um, and I've always heard that that one's good, but I've just never have. And it's one of those things that every time I go to like like the the cheap bookshop. I keep thinking about buying it for a dollar, but I just never do. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, CrossGen, like, apparently uh, had a mini series called Neg- Negation War in 2004. Okay. That brought all their titles together, and then the company filed for bankruptcy, and they never finished that mini series. Oh, that couldn't be more appropriate. Like, get everybody together and then sink the ship. Like,. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I can imagine like how sad that mo- what a sad day that was that was for them. Where it's like the fir- you know the inception of that we're gonna do a big friggin' event. We're gonna yep. get everybody together. It's gonna be huge. And then them being like, well, we're never gonna put this out. We're never. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's you know, the, the, it's funny. CrossGen is specifically responsible. Uh, uh, like three or four years ago, I went to MegaCon in Florida just because. I happened to be in Orlando working for something else, and then I found out that MegaCon was happening, and I was like, I'm going to MegaCon. So I went there, and I started talking, and there was a bunch of creators that I'd never met there before, and I was like, oh, Chuck Dixon, I've never seen you in San Diego. Uh, Ron Mars, what are you doing here? And they were all like, well, we used to work for CrossGen, and CrossGen did that requirement where you had to move to Florida to work for them. Like, if you're an artist, you move to Florida. If you're a writer, you move to Florida. Wow. Florida. I did you not all know had that. to go to Florida, but the guarantee was that they were like, we're going to give you health care and we're going to give you a full time salary. Yeah. Then that's um, then they're making that move because, like, exactly. that's and not so, guaranteed. So many of those creators went down there and worked for CrossGen and they just have never moved since. Huh. Yeah, well, because no one's ever, <laughs> no one's ever gonna offer them uh, like a yeah. severance or anything or any co- like moving expenses to like draw yeah. for Marvel. Like, it's never gonna happen. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The big two are never gonna do that. No. Uh, all right. So here's the th- guy, the thumbnail. Yeah. All Star Batman and Robin, the Boy Wonder. All nice. right. It did ten issues over three years. Uh, the last issue came out in August of 2008, <sighs> and then I remember, um. They talked about that they were going to redo it yes. again, called and they were going to call it Dark Knight Boy Wonder and right. release like the last six issues. That's yeah, and, I, yeah. They were going to like and, try and separate it from the All Star lot like logo, you know, like yes, yeah, because they were going to be like this is in the Dark Knight universe, whatever, blah 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 blah. Yeah. Um, and then it just never happened. No. Um, I remember when All Star Batman and Robin the Boy Wonder came out, as do you, of course, and I remember like. I bought it. Yeah, I oh, oh, I have every single issue. Like, cause, and by the way, it was easy to buy. I think it was three bucks an issue. And buying one issue for three dollars every other year or every two years was easy. Was an easy requirement to make. Yeah. Um, because damn, I think the first two issues came out on time, and then from then on out, it was every year, or every other year, or like I think it. I think it took three years for that for eight issues to come out. 
Yeah, yeah. Something like that. It was just rough. Um, you know, the, it, 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 is, it is a rough... I mean, the, pro, the bigger problem is, is that they spent five issues just getting Robin to the Batcave. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there's, like, pages with so many caption balloons on it. You're just like, good God. <laughs> um, yeah. But I will say this. I love looking at that book every once in a while because, like, man... Robin has never looked better than that book. That's a thing. Like, anyone who ever says, ah, the old Robin suit sucks, or ah, I don't really care for the old, like, Dick Grayson Robin suit, look at it through the lens of Jim Lee's pencils, and you will yep. be convinced that it is awesome. I mean, like, the dude, like, you can, he can make, you know, eating toast look freaking epic and cool. But, like, the fact is, that book is Jim Lee's AAA game. Yeah. You know, dude is like, yeah. I'm working with Frank Miller. I'm do I'm clearly doing a prequel to Dark Knight Returns. I gotta, I gotta do everything I can, and nothing could exemplify that more than the, I think it's six page fold out spread of the Batcave. The Batcave. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And also, it's so funny. That was around the same time that Ultimates two as well did that giant page where it's all of them fighting the uh, the alien, and you had Quicksilver across. Like, oh the yeah. As well. That was cool. Yeah. You um, know, I will say this, that, like, for all the faults of that story, and there are a lot of them, yeah. um, I do think the idea of Batman and Robin painting a house yellow and then <laughs> inviting Green Lantern over is hysterical. Oh, my God. Everybody loves that scene. Like, that's, for everyone, like, that's the redeeming moment in All-Star yeah. Batman is him painting that room. I will admit <laughs> that it's the height of, like, of, oh, I see what we're, go what we're doing with this. Mm -hmm. Um it's so silly. It's so fun because he's such a dick about it too. Like everyone's just everyone yeah. is ridiculous in that whole series. I remember when they were saying um, when because it was it came out in like, I think it started in two thousand five. Uh, um, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, two thousand five. And they the delays started happening and people were like, "What is taking so long?" And they all assumed that because it's so gorgeous and because Jim Lee like has a uh, history and around that time there was a history of Jim of well like mm -hmm. the Wildstorm book didn't come out uh, of like man it must just take Jim Lee forever to draw this damn book and uh, Jim Lee came out and said yeah it was so funny because he said he comes out and he goes it's not Frank Miller everybody it's me and everyone went but we didn't ask if it was Frank Miller Jim what's what's going on here and then you think about Dark Knight Strikes again and you're like I think Miller's taken. I think Miller's the one who's taken forever on this book. Yeah. Because I remember, like, he would forget what's happening in between issues. Like, you clearly he's writing each issue right before the deadline or, oh, or yeah. well oh, yeah. past the deadline. Because, like, they're in the car for 13 hours to get from the the circus in Gotham to the Batcave? No, that that can't be. You mean they published a milk carton missing person report? For Dick Grayson, while he's in the Batcave, on the, the milk carton. No, like that's just Miller had that idea, but it was three issues ago, and who can remember what happened three issues ago? That was yeah, that was twelve right. years ago. Like, <laughs> uh, there's a lot to unpack for that issue. You no, know, the All Star line is a line that I really wish had continued. <sighs> Me too. Um, like I wish we, because there was there was uh, there's talk, or actually it was kind of it was sort of confirmed by Greg last year that his Wonder Woman uh, year one that he did in Rebirth yeah. was going to be his all-star Wonder Woman run. Would have taken that. That I assume um, that would have been the, the thing to do, right? I mean, yeah, like... And, yeah. yeah, and then there was also supposed to be an all-star Batgirl written by Jeff Johns. Oh, okay. Yeah. I would have taken like, that there, too, yeah. And then there was, there was one other one. I think there was an all-star Aquaman, and I can't remember who was going to write that mm. too. But they, they announced all of them, and they were like, we're going to slowly pepper them out. Yeah. And then... 
as soon as the delays on Batman started happening, and I think they also happened on Superman as well, yeah. they just like dropped them all. That's the thing. I think like I, I blame I blame All Star Batman on the de- for the death of the entire line because All Star Superman, while there were delays, is still hailed as one of the top three best Superman stories of all time. I mean, I I think I call it my favorite comic book of all time. It's it, right, like it's it's perfect. Yeah, and. And then you get, and then they're like, "Well, we 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 struck gold. Let's do Batman, and let's get Jim Lee and Frank Miller. Mm-hmm. How could you go wrong? Um, how could you go wrong? Yeah. Uh, well, here's exactly how. Yep. And here's an eight issues like story arc about how you can go wrong, because mm-hmm. damn. But yeah, delayed and never returned. And then of course they even teased it. They dared to tease us. They were like, "Don't worry. Hey, remember that book that clearly is never going to end? Well, we're going to rebrand it and then end it." Mm-hmm. No. I assume, by the way, that Lee would not draw the last, like, few issues of that series. You know, it's, well, it's one of these things where it's like, well, right now there'd be no point to ending it yeah. at all, or, like, doing it at all. No. Um, but if you did, it'd be like, you know, hey, just give it to Andy Kubert. Oh, God, yeah. Just give it to Andy Kubert. Yeah. You know, but also, to be honest with you, it, when they finish Dark Knight 3, it, you know, that might be the perfect time yeah. to, like, just, because they, they've said forever that those scripts are, like, the last six issues are finished supposedly right. I, I i buy that i mean it's yeah. been almost 10 years <laughs> you, would, you would think yeah yeah so like just give them to andy kubert brand him as dark knight boy wonder and uh and then hey you know you can keep that dark knight train running exactly god you no know, because whatever you think about dark knight 3 it, i mean i really thought the beginning of it was really good mm. and now since the delays i've kind of been like ah, okay but it still sells really well yeah well that well again it's because like when it comes out you go oh yeah i still i still have those issues i'll buy it like it's not like damn it every month i gotta make a choice about what i can prioritize what i have to get like because that book is not indispensable but uh yeah but it does exist and i'm, I'm buying it every time it comes out and Mostly, it's because I'm like I want to I want to get ready for back issues because there's no question I'm gonna do that book. <laughs> but uh, all right. yeah, all right. So I have another one for oh, you. Oh, let's hear it. Okay, uh, we're going back into Warren Ellis territory. Okay, uh, you know the man who's no stranger to delays. Right. Uh, remember when uh, in 2006 he revived the new universe? Yeah. With Salvador La Roca. Oh, yeah. That and was Sa- it's out. Sal- and Salvador Lorca like drew everybody as movie stars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I remember being like, "Wow!" I, I remember when they teased it. They were yep. they were like, "Here's the logo," and I'm like, "Oh, right, New Universe from like '86 or whatever. How cool! They're gonna bring it back." And then no. Now there's a, there's a little bit of a story here. So they went they they did six issues apparently, and and there's like one trade. There's one hardcover trade that you can find in the like, like the dollar bins at comic book conventions everywhere. Yeah. Um, and. They did two issues of a follow-up series called New Universal Shockwave, mm-hmm. but then apparently the story is is that Warren Ellis lost all of his notes and scripts for the series in a computer crash. Oh God, that's the worst. And then apparently he was just like, eh. uh-uh. yeah, I, you know, it's funny. If I were him, I'd be like, well, I'm not gonna rewrite that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is a series that I remember always being very curious about. Mm-hmm. But um, I never picked it up, and I always saw that trade, and I was gonna be like, "Well, I like Warren Ellis, I like Salvador Lorca, but like there was just something of a thing that just I never picked it up." Yeah, I, I, I wanted to like the new universe, but I didn't. Oh, did you read it? I read the the original new universe. Like oh, I checked that oh, okay. out, and I was like, "Oh, cool, neat idea." Didn't, but it didn't connect with me, and I was like, oh, "I'm not, I'm not down for that." 
And uh, I picked up, I think, the first, like, issue of whatever they were doing with it. And I was like, yeah, I still don't care. Like, <laughs> it just it just didn't connect with me. Um, and, yeah, I don't I don't blame them for not, for not continuing that series. But that sucks, the computer crash thing. That's like, I'd l yeah, most of these are probably just people being like, I'm busy or I don't have time. But, like, to, to have your work ripped from your hands and then go... Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. How did it sell? And it's like, not well, man. Oh, well, then fuck it. Just in the series. Yeah. <laughs> Just stop. Yeah. Uh, now, here's one that I'm sad has never finished. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of mad that it hasn't finished because I think this book is great. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Hickman's Shield. <sighs> That's a sin that that won't end. Yes. And Hickman is such a troll that every few months on Twitter he'll be like, hey, God. I found my Shield files. Like, fuck you. <laughs> now, how many issues... I have that hardcover, but yeah. I don't know how many issues of it have been actually released so far. I, I, I want to say it was 11? Is it actually that many? I thought it was quite a few, but I, I, I'm I might be look mistaken. I'm trade right now and figure it out. Hopefully the trade will tell me. Yeah. Uh, come on, Amazon. Don't be a bitch to me. Um, collects one through six. Okay, so it's only six. Oh, it only done six issues. It was supposed to be twelve issues. Mm -hmm. Um, and it it says here that like originally beginning in two thousand ten, the series revision over twelve issues in two volumes, the Mind series, blah 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 blah. Uh, after Shield number three was published in late two thousand eleven, the final two issues of the series went unreleased while the creators were working on Avengers. <sighs> so apparently, there's a couple more issues that I don't have or I've never read. Yeah. That uh, yeah, but you are exactly right. Okay, so if anybody out there, if you don't know what this book is, it's basically uh, Hickman saying it's it, it's it's Hickman's idea that Shield has kind of existed forever. Yeah, and then it keeps being reinterpreted into new organizations. Like it's been around since Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Leonardo da Vinci, as played by Leonardo DiCaprio, right? Uh, eventually fights Galactus in the past, and that's about <sighs> keeping like the scrolls and the Kree and Galactus away from Earth. Um, yep. It's an amazing book. Yeah. I, even without a conclusion, it's amazing. It's still great. It's still people's people still. It's still people's favorite series. Like even yeah. though there's no conclusion, but yeah, because it's just <clears throat> it's playing with Marvel cosmology in a way that you've that you want. Like it creates this beautiful history. It, it elicits a feeling like for me for like Earth X only more. Cool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Only more cool. I don't like. I like the idea behind Earth X more than I like the execution of Earth X, and so I like. You know, I yeah. I can read Earth X, but it gets pretty talky sometimes. So yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of uh, action in that <laughs> that book, despite the fact that everyone on the planet has superpowers. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> but yeah, Shield Man, that's a sin. that's a sin, and I don't think Hickman is even close to ever working for Marvel again. So I think that you're never going to see that series. You know what? I want to ask you what what do you think is the story behind that? Because he seemed like he was going to be Marvel's new top dog. Yeah. Until Secret Wars, and then Secret Wars happened, and it kind of seemed like now. He, now here's the other question mm -hmm. I wonder is because Matt Fraction was the same way, yeah. and then he did Fear itself, and then Fear itself like drove him away from Marvel. It could be the event experience. It could be like mm -hmm. just the corp, just such a corporate like anti art approach to to creating events and what you need to do and. I'm sure there's a there's a ass load of editorial control that goes into creating an event where you're like, <clears throat> trust me, I know comic readers and I'm a really talented art like writer. I know how to sell an event without having to do all this chicanery. And the 
powers that be just being like, we've been doing this a few few decades. We know how to how to handle it, and just really discouraging, just discouraging creators. Um, that could be the way it is. I don't know, like the the how the sausage is made when it comes to events. Uh, at least yeah. as far as like the the true story. Um, my guess is because Hickman sets up the Marvel universe for a massive reboot. The fact that Marvel knew kind of like towards the end that they weren't going to pull the trigger, and the fact that there were like commands from on high that pushed the importance of the Fantastic Four away. And Hickman loves the Fantastic Four. Dude, yeah. made his bones in the Fantastic Four. Like yeah. everybody agrees that Hickman's run on Fantastic Four rivals even like like a Stan Lee's run. I mean, the it's, I mean it's up there. I I I put it up there with John Byrne and Mark Wade. Yeah, yeah, no question. And uh, and the dude loves it. And he's Hickman unequivocally believes that the Fantastic Four and its mythology are intrinsically tied to the like lifeblood of Marvel. And so, I agree with that statement, yeah. though. Well, I don't Fantastic ag- Four were the first heroes. So. I agree. No, they're the first yeah. family of Marvel. You can't... And, yeah. and everything that ever was and will be is like was was started from there. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, sure, Cap predates it, but, like, Fantastic Four dared to go to the stars and show us what was there and beyond. Uh, went from the lowest, the, the, the lowest depths of the ocean to the farthest reaches of space and filled in the gaps. Um... I can imagine that, like, knowing the culture of Marvel at that time, and knowing, like, well, Perlmutter says no Fantastic Four because Fox, ah, uh, yeah, and then just leave, and then just going. Like, I'd rather just just create books myself and just not deal with the with the headache. I feel like it's probably just just no being a smart guy and seeing the writing on the wall and just kind of like because he hasn't said anything, at least as far as I know, he hasn't said anything like outright insulting about Marvel. He hasn't been like, F Marvel. It wasn't like when Straczynski left Marvel and he's like, Kassada's a hack and I hate it and I hate everything. Meh. Yeah. Like, um, Hickman just kind of like, just kind of disappeared. Just, just, just stopped being there one day, you know? I feel like it might be something like that where he just kind of yeah, decided I can, to I, do that. I can see that, man. And, and you are right. Like, if you read Secret Wars, it really reads like a crisis on infinite Earths for the Marvel Universe. Yeah. And, it is it is so setting up the Marvel Universe for a reboot. Yeah. And then when it doesn't happen, you're just like, oh. Oh. And uh, and okay. then, of course, all new Marvel was just, you, you go from this high and this all big. All new, all different. Yeah. Right. All new, yeah, all different. Yeah. All new, all different Marvel. Ugh. Yeah. Nothing, nothing good about that. I mean, like. Oh, man. Man. Yeah. Just what a disappointment. They should have rebooted. I agree. At this point, I do agree. You know, it's funny. It reminds me of. A book that never finished that John Byrne used to work on. Sure. Called The Last Galactus Story. I know of that one, yeah. That is a cool idea. Just this, like, I think there were nine issues, and then they just mm-hmm. were like, nah. <laughs> yeah, they just stopped. But yeah, it, whatever. But it was such a neat idea, and of course it's John Byrne's art at, like, the height of John Byrne art, where it's like, it. this is what Marvel should look like all the time. Um, mm-hmm. But just the concept that, like, Galactus will... It, and by the way... Tied in with the with the Secret Wars thing because it would have culminated in the reboot of the Marvel Universe because mm-hmm. uh, I think Galactus would ingest the world or the the universe and then create a new universe out of its like out of the energy expulsion or something like that. But just a neat idea that just yeah never went anywhere, never grew, and I was like, <laughs> that's sad. Like, and you know, John Byrne was not quiet about that. <laughs> no, he is he is never quiet about anything. That no, John Byrne exactly. <laughs> Man, Shield, that sucks. <laughs> you know, here's a here's another Marvel thing that we could talk about. Yeah. Is um, have you ever heard about the Mark Miller series called War Heroes? I don't. No, I don't know that one. 
Okay, it was a it was an image series that he did in 2008. It was Mark Miller and Tony Harris uh, from Starman, and uh, it's actually a really really good book. Um, and it's actually um, Miller's pitch for Ultimates Three. Oh God. Okay. Yeah, I've that, heard of this now. <laughs> that Mar that Marvel wouldn't let him do. Yeah. Um, so the so he changed it, of course, and and the series is about like a group of con artists who have infiltrated the military to steal like power bestowing pills. Okay. Um, and as they um, as and as the con man get the pills, they're like, well, I don't know if we should sell them anymore. Well, maybe we should be superheroes. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> only it's a five issue miniseries. Only three issues were ever released. The last issue came out in two thousand eight. Okay. Um, and it was sold to Sony. Oh. Uh, and Tony Harris has come out publicly and said that he would love to finish the book anytime, any day. Mm-hmm. He he's never received scripts. That sucks. You know. I, you know it's funny. It's too bad Marvel didn't let him just make Ultimates three because uh... what we got for <laughs> Ultimates three? Holy god! <laughs> Holy man! Oops. Uh, yeah, maybe he should have just gone with Miller, man. But uh, that sucks. I, I wonder. I wonder what that's all about. Like, why Miller won't just give him the give him the pages? Because it's an independent well, series. It's your especially book. Especially if you sold the movie. Yeah. Well. You know. And man, isn't it funny? Have you heard? Like everybody's selling their movies to Sony, and I haven't seen a I haven't seen a single frame of move of movie. You know. Well, it's it's it's, it's that's the interesting thing about um, Hollywood. Yeah. Sal is that these companies will offer you ginormous paychecks mm-hmm. for your IP. Uh, and that doesn't mean that they actually have to make the damn thing. Oh, no. They just want to buy it. Yeah. yeah. And But as a writer or as a producer, like, and as somebody who's working on a comic book like right now, yeah. uh, uh, um, you know, if somebody came to me right now and was like, we'll give you a million dollars for that. Yeah. I don't see any world where I said no, I say no. No, exactly. <laughs> You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you have any faith in if you have any faith in yourself as a creator, you'll be like, "That's fine. I'll make another one." Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um. You, you know. So I don't blame. I don't blame any of them. Oh no. Oh no. no I'm just saying. Like it's sad because like you hear about all these projects and you're just like, and some of them, as I understand it, like some movie studios will be like, "I'm just gonna buy it so that somebody else can't get it." Exactly. And they'll just sit on it. Yeah. 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 That's rough. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. All right, so let's talk about the big granddaddy of delays. Yeah. Image United. Oh, man, is that ever going to come out? No. It's not. No. <laughs> Did they I heard they even had the audacity to talk about it when they all got together at uh, was it Emerald City? Oh, yeah, it was Emerald City because that's their 20 is their 25th this year. Yeah, and they all they got talk, together. They actually talked about it. I heard wow. they talked about it. I don't remember, but like I think that, that didn't happen. I mean, actually, let me look that up cuz I actually really want to know about that. Yeah, yeah, I do <laughs> tell. So like if you guys don't know what Image United is, it's basically like this book where they had all the characters of the Image Universe team up. They had like Bad Rock, they had like Warblade, Spawn, they had uh, Shadowhawk, Witchblade, they, and they all teamed up. Savage Dragon all yeah. teamed up together, and then you eventually learned that the real villain was Al Simmons Spawn because yep. at that time Spawn was a different guy. Yeah, J- Jim Hammond or something like that. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't. Um, yeah. <laughs> Not but my spawn. Now it doesn't even work because McFarlane has brought back Al Simmons That's to be right. spawn. Yeah, and so if no, if, if if Al Simmons spawn is back, you're not. They're not gonna do that. It's yeah. it's funny. Um, I was thinking about when they did when they were when they launched him as United and they were like Al Simmons spawn's gonna be the bad guy, and I was like, didn't they do that already? And then I remembered that Alan Moore wrote a Spawn Wildcats crossover, where Spawn was the bad guy. Where Spawn was the bad guy. 
Like, wow, I did not know that. At the end of the book, it turns out, like, it, it, they go to the future, and Spawn is the main bad guy. He kills Malbolge, becomes the leader of Hell, and, like, Cyan, his non-daughter, becomes the new, uh, uh, God, what's her name? Uh, Zealot. And, uh, I'm, I'm reading, you know, I just went to the Wikipedia, I'm looking at this cover. How did I not know about this event in the 90s? Let me tell you, I, 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 was, a, I was a Spawn fanatic, as I'm sure many of us were. And... I was too, but apparently, and a Wildcats fanatic, but apparently not oh, enough of one. Dude, you would love it. It's so, it's funny because, like, you could tell Moore hates Spawn. He thinks mm. he's so dumb. Um, because every, because he wrote, I think he wrote one issue of Spawn. He did. And... It has no spawn in it. It's all about Billy Kincaid being in hell. Um, oh, really? <laughs> it's it's really weird. It's very weird. Um, but uh, but yeah, Moore wrote, I think Moore wrote that. Cause, he did. He did. And, I'm looking at it right now. Alan when, Moore and Scott Clark. When I bought it, I didn't know that Alan Moore wrote it. I just I wasn't paying attention or I didn't notice. And then like I was looking up something for some like maybe about a year ago, and I'm like, "Holy crap, that was Alan Moore! Yes, I might have to do this on a show sometime." Cause like, it's so shameless and stupid. It's... By the way, I think it's on uh, Comicsology. I'm looking for it right oh, now. Oh, great! You gotta read it because it's because it's just it's real. It's real Spawn pre uh like it's before issue fifty or whatever. So it's before he like yep. died and came back and built this the the throne out of bodies and skulls. Um. But yeah, check out Spawn Wildcats. But anyway, they did it already. I was like, they they did Evil Spawn. What what the hell? Um, but yeah, Image United sucks. <laughs> uh, you know, but you know the idea the idea behind Image United. I is love a the good idea. idea. Oh yeah. And especially the idea of like combining their art styles on a single page. Yeah. Neat concept. That was that was a genius idea. I thought, but like that immediately was gonna slow you down. Oh yeah. Especially with all these guys who are already slow. Right. That's the thing. Like, if you ever, if you ever go back, I think there, there isn't a single episode where, that we've done where we haven't mentioned Wizard Magazine. Um, if you ever yeah. go back and pick up a Wizard Magazine, because they're like about a quarter, you can get them online. Um, they, I, I remember solic solicitations for image books, or for the next issue of an image book, and I remember distinctly there was one. I think it was Young Blood, and it was like an almost. It says on the thing an, an almost monthly series. Because they just can't commit. Do you remember what book it was? I want to say it was Youngblood, but I think it might have been like an I, almost monthly an series. Almost Come monthly on. series, and like, and they put it with like, and it's not like a joke. There's no like picture of Rob Liefeld going like, mm, I don't know, like, whoops, like it's it's so self-aggrandizing and yet also so like self-effacing because they have no idea how insulting it is that they can't get like a 22-page issue out on time. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, man. Uh, so, so the fact that like Image had, had when they, when those guys first started, all their books were always were always late. Yeah. I and then that. you get them all to come. We're getting the band back together. Of course, yeah. it's the joke. The first joke anyone made was that it was going to be you, late. You know, speaking of uh, Image, uh, did you see the April Fool's joke that was done by Scott Snyder and Jock? No, I should have because so, I follow both of them. <laughs> They released an issue. They did a piece of art that was like the Savage Dragon new arc by Scott Snyder and Jock. What? That's yeah. craziness. That's and a fun the idea. Art looks amazing, and it was an April Fool's joke because as soon as I saw it, I was like, "All right, I guess I'm buying Savage Dragon." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now here's the question: Did they have, um, did they have Eric Larson's like blessing slash per like was he in on it? Apparently. Uh, for, now what I, I what I could find about this, I'm gonna try to find it on Twitter real quick. 
he apparently he did not know about it either, but he but he like commented on it and was like, "Guys, I'd love to see this too." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I found um, it. Yep. So no, Snyder I'm going Jock. to I, I only saw it because I followed Jock on Twitter, and like he shared this amazing image. Yeah. Uh, if I can find it, I'll put it in the chat too. Here, I'll, it's it's on his Instagram. I just got it. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it, isn't that a, an amazing image? Of, That's cool. Uh, <laughs> maybe it was only on his uh, on his on his uh, Instagram. It just says witches is taking a backseat. Yeah, but there, but there was a joke because they were like, no, no, no. We're actually we're actually working on on uh, on, on witches. witches. It's amazing. Yeah, the, I, the cover is just. By, uh, I'll go find Eric Larson's Twitter because he he did directly comment on it. Oh, awesome! There's a, literally and, the cover is of Savage Dragon. It says first issue in a bold new direction by Scott Snyder and Jock, and then an asterisk, and then at the bottom it just says not really. <laughs> oh yeah, so Eric Larson has a tweet about it here. Uh, uh, I'll find it right here, and he says alternate cover by Jock. Like many of you, I was disappointed to find out this was an April Fool's Day gag because I didn't read it. <laughs> I sure would, man. Yeah. That's another. That's a. That's a, a show we should do. Just series that just never happened. Mm. Like series that oh, we were. Oh, that would be great. Series we were promised but we'll never see. Uh, well, I have one of those uh, right now. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. A series that was promised but we'll never see: the Jeff Loeb, J. Scott Campbell Spider-Man. That was a heartbreaker for me. That yeah, that was not going to happen. April twenty six, and yeah. like they were it was supposed to be a twelve issue run between the two of them, kind of like it was, and it was described as Spider Man's hush. Yeah, and then like it just never happened. Yeah, I remember that. I think that also kicked off the J. Scott Campbell like Spider Man cover trend because he did like oh, okay. a shitload of covers for Spider Man, and in fact he still does like uh, variant covers yeah. for them. Yeah, um, yeah he still. Does. But that kind of started his relationship. They must have like penned a contract, and then they were like, "Oh yeah, we're not going to do that." But uh, if you want to do like a, if you want to do covers for us, that's cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would have read the shit out of that. I had heard when that first was announced, I had heard that originally it was Kevin Smith and J. Scott Campbell. Really? And then Casada went, "No, it's not. It will put Jeff Loeb on it. Like, just just don't do that. No. Like, yeah." Um, another one that's interesting is, and I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah. Uh, Miracle Man. Miracle Man. So Miracle Man actually is kind of on this list twice. Yeah. Which is weird because originally, when it was originally published um, back in the '80s, it was Neil Gaiman and and Mark Buckingham, and they did Miracle Man: The Golden Age, which was going to be a trilogy of the Silver Age and the Dark Age. Yes. And then when Marvel, a couple years ago, got the rights to Miracle Man. Yep. They started republishing all the old stuff, and they were like, you know what? We're and we're gonna republish all the way up into the silver, uh, into the golden age, and then we have Neil Gaiman, and he's gonna write the silver age and the dark age. That's why he sold Angela. It was they got Angela, and they were gonna have him do the man, yeah. Miracle Man. Yeah. Um, silver Age has never happened. No, and the I don't think it ever book, will. <laughs> and I don't think it ever will either. Um, and uh, I don't know. Apparently. Um, Axel Alonso has said this is his quote he says we're just waiting until we have a seamless release from reprint to original material and I'm just like no something's something's going on Mm -hmm. because you've had like three years to put this together and and nothing's happened and I'm disappointed by this because I actually had never read the original Miracle Man yeah and so when they were like, "Oh, we're gonna re- we're gonna publish these issues," and I was like, "Oh, great! I'm gonna just I'll buy them I'll I'll buy them monthly." I'll help support this. Yeah. So I started buying the monthly, started enjoying Miracle Man, and then it just stopped. Right. 
<laughs> and I was like, what the hell? That's why I didn't do that, because I was like, I don't think this is going to happen. Uh, <clears throat> and you can't go back because like a lot of those that lo- a lot of those books are not in print. Yeah. So. Ugh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I thought we'd end this our, our, our list on a happy note. Okay. Uh, this is a series that was, um, you know, delayed, not finished, and now it's going to be. Um, that is Mage. By oh Matt yeah, Wagner. Matt Wagner. Yeah. So like. You know, Mage the Hero Defined back in the 80s. Great freaking book. Oh, no, Hero Discovery, excuse me. Then the second one was an image book called Mage the Hero Defined. Uh, it was 15 years later. And then at the Image Expo this year, they announced Mage the Hero Defeated. Yeah. And I am so excited for that book. <clears throat> I never read Mage. I was aware of him. but I was, I, I, I was aware of his... I read his Grendel, but I didn't read his Mage. Um, but I was always like, what is... This? Like, I didn't, couldn't really understand what it was about. I was like, is this a dude with a bat? All right. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch you on Mage. Real okay. Quick. All right. Kevin Matchstick is the is the lead character of Mage. Okay. He's the guy with the the hair you see. Yeah. Um. He eventually learns that he is the reincarnation of King Arthur. Okay. And he meets a man, uh, who eventually finds out who is Merlin. Right. And it's set in modern day. Who gives him Excalibur once he becomes worthy? And in this world, Excalibur becomes what you deem it to be so for him for kevin it becomes a baseball bat right okay um and then he's a comic book nerd which is the reason why he wears the lightning bolt okay and and that's the story and it's and it's the reincarnation of uh king arthur fighting demons yeah i'll read that because like let me tell you i i'd seen mage paraphernalia for like forever since i was a child and Hold I could... one second, I'm going to show you something really cool. Oh, sweet. Because <laughs> I was going to say, I can't... Oh, no. You have the action figure? I have the action figure! Oh! <laughs> and, 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 like, uh, I can't remember what company made this uh, in the... the 90s, but they also made the Madman figure and the... Um, the Jay and Silent Bob figures. The Jay and Silent Bob figures. And also, this bat glows in the dark. That As well it should, because that's, like, yeah, his yeah. defining... <laughs> I, I had the Jay and Silent Bob figures, and I remember it was the same company that made the Mage figure. I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. getting. Like, I'm like, nice try, Matt Wagner. I'm still not going to get Mage, and I had no idea what the hell Mage was. That premise, I'm like sold. I'm like, that took two seconds. How is that so hard for me to understand who that is? Like, damn it. Yeah, that's well, awesome. It, I will say this: the first series, first the first volume, which is Mage, the the hero discovered. It's very 80s. Okay. I'm down. Okay, I like so, 80s stuff. So. Okay. Well, it's it's very it's very very 80s. And then the second book, so you so you might have if you're going to have a hard time reading, it's going it, to it, it's going to be reading the first volume. But okay. the first volume is really enjoyable. I actually prefer the second one because the second one is 15 years later and uh, that's where Matt Wagner's art style becomes like the art style that he drew for that Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman book, Trinity. Oh, God, yes. Okay. Um, and the second book is about him trying to find other mythical reincarnated figures. Oh, okay. So he finds Hercules. And he, <laughs> okay. And Hercules is a jerk. Right. Uh, and then he and then he tries to go... I can't remember. He, he, so, he, yeah, it's about him reuniting other reincarnated figures. Nice. So, uh, That's fun. And I don't know what I, I assume since the hero defeated, I assume King Arthur is going to die. Yeah, he has to. So. That's cool. But uh, I'm I'm very. That was like one of the. That was my the 
best the announcement from Image Expo was that that was coming back. Yeah, I had heard that news and I went, all right, because like, <laughs> I have no connectivity to it. That's so They're funny. All in Comicsology, uh, go try them. I, I, I remember I jumped into them simply because they were like on sale one time, and I was right. like, you know what, I'm gonna finally read these. Yeah. I, uh, I saw Matt Wagner at Emerald City. He was literally, he walked by the booth, and I went, hey, Matt Wagner, you rock. And he's like, yep. <laughs> he's like, yeah, okay, thanks. Yeah, I do. Thanks, I, I interviewed him for Baltimore Comic-Con one time, and he was, he was oh, super nice. He was super nice to talk to. He was, he was working at that, um, oh, God, they, they, they scooped up a whole bunch of really great like writers and artists for some mm-hmm. terrible thing that I don't remember what they were working on, but it's, it's long dead, and it never went anywhere. It never sold, and mm-hmm. they were promoting that. And I was like, but you, but you invented Grendel, though. So let's talk about that. <laughs> He's done a lot of good stuff. He's not, Matt Wagner is a is a, a terrific artist, a, great writer. Yeah, he's a king of man's men. Like um, a friend of mine uh, works in Vertigo, and uh, every time I see him, I'm like, hey. What are you gonna do to convince Matt Wagner to do a Vertigo book? Because yeah. he should be doing a Vertigo book. That's there's no excuse for him not doing one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Matt, you know, there's certain. It's interesting. There are certain creators, and, and again, we don't know like a lot of the politics behind the scenes most of the time. But yeah. there's certain creators where you're just like, man, how come they aren't working at the big two? Like, why aren't? Why don't they have like Superman or Batman or even Spider-Man right now? Yeah. No. I, yeah. It's got to be just weird politics. Where it's, it's like weird. It's it's got to be weird politics because like, where's Matt Wagner on Batman. Come on. That's a no-brainer. I mean, like, yeah. yeah. No. I, I hear Actually, you, man. Matt Wagner, I'd love to see Matt Wagner draw Daredevil. Yeah, big time. Like, you know what he could that. do? He could draw... The, Bendis can write it, and we could have yeah, the sure. Batman-Daredevil crossover by drawn by Matt Wagner. There you go, man. It's... It, it's... It's... Uh, it sounds awesome. You know uh, Bendis um, would want Malieve, though, so... He wants to leave Marvel completely. No, I was no, I was saying he might he'll he'll want Malieve, Alex Malieve. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, his, his his good friend that is drawing a very. You know what? Iron screw Man it. Right you know what you need? You need uh, you get uh, instead of Bendis, you get Brubaker. There you go. Sure, Brubaker yeah, yeah. Draw, would write a hell of a Batman. <laughs> now I want to ask you. I want to ask you, man. Yeah. Uh, of all the books I've talked about today, I'm Magic Genie. I give you one wish. What's the book you bring back? Oh man. Out of the list. Out of this list. Uh, the list, uh, the list we talked about. Yeah, I, I mean, you know what? It, it, it it's not necessarily. I would want to see that Jeff Loeb, J. Scott Campbell book, mm-hmm. the Spider-Man book, because it's like, why not? It's such a great self-contained thing. But there's so many Spider-Man stories. You can, you can take them or leave them. Oh yeah. Um, shit, I don't know. Uh, I guess Miracle Man, because it deserve. And I, and I want Miracle Man to have ended or to have been finished. <clears throat> the way that it was planned when Casada set up that whole thing, mm-hmm. do you remember that he tried to get more to come back? I do, and like more was just like I'm done with superhero comics. He, he said <laughs> yes, like he said he goes he goes you can only do it under this weird condition, and it was you have to put credit to these several creators on the cover of the first volume of your Miracle Man reprint, and Casada's like done, and due to a printing error, they weren't on the damn cover. Oh, I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah, and Moore was like, "See, Marvel can't make it. They can't make one promise." And Casada's like, "No, it was a printing error. Look, we'll do it again." He's like, "Nope, you said I. That was the deal." And I'm like, "Damn it!" I'm gonna look this up. I I, I remember that. I remember, that was the story I heard when it was happening, and I'm like, "Ah!" Oh. So I want that where it's like it got printed, and Moore's like, "All right, I'm the, I'm a man of my word. I'll do it. All right then." And just let him finish it. I'm a wizard. I live in a cave by myself. I would love... We're never going to get Alan Moore on this show. I would love to get Alan Moore's daughter on this show. (laughs) 
He has a daughter? He does, and she's like our age. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. He's an old man. She should she should break his heart and become a YouTuber. She should. Hi, everybody. I'm Miss Moore, and I'm doing the show. Let's do it. It should be like, her, her, her channel should be like, why Alan Moore sucks. Oh, my God. He'll never know it exists either, because he doesn't have, he probably has like. do an issue by issue breakdown of my dad's, dad is terrible. Oh, my dad's garbage books. That's a character we have to do. Have yeah, she did. Red Watchmen. She posted. A, you look up her picture. She put. She she has Pokemon Go on her phone, and she took a picture of him. And there's like a Zubat next to him, <laughs> in his cave. It's it's goddamn it amazing. Is in, in his little magic oh, cave. Oh, Leah Moore. Leah yeah. Moore. Yeah, right here. She does cool she things. On Wikipedia entry. She's a real person. She like does stuff. Oh, she's quite older than I am. Okay, so she's older than us, right on. I was like, I thought she was around our age, but she might be older. He's got two kids. He has Amber Moore and Leah Moore. Hmm. Amber Moore is uh, his his younger daughter. Hmm, that's probably who it was. Interesting. So that's probably who you're thinking about, like Pokemon. Yeah, with the Pokemon Go. <laughs> I love the idea that he's like, oh, I don't like that you use Pokemon Go. They, well, I... animal animal cruelty. I don't care for that. But, you know, uh, is Alan Moore? That's a quite, that's a quite, that's an interesting question. Is Alan Moore even writing comic book? What is Alan yeah, Moore he's, doing? Yeah, he's working on movie. Like he's trying to get into the movie industry. But like, I knew he did. I knew he did that book Jerusalem, which I I actually thought about buying simply to see if maybe a novel, a prose novel by him, would be great. Because yeah. I, I I think is look, I hung in with League of Extraordinary Gentlemen until I could, but like, man, by the fourth volume, it was just like, no. uh, it just it just is complete rubbish it just makes no sense yeah yeah i uh, i didn't i never thought about buying jerusalem but um he's working on something regarding like independent movies and stuff he wants to like write scripts and stuff he's he's trying to get into something but he he is working and he he just uh, he he helped somebody out with like a kickstarter campaign recently oh wow alan moore kickstarter cuz he did a kickstarter with somebody and he like He's like, movies, Cinema Purgatorial by Avatar Press. That's what he's doing. Oh, interesting, interesting. Uh, yeah, his Wikipedia entry is not very updated uh, <laughs> at all. It just says that all the money that he would have gotten oh, God. That, from all the stuff that he refused. Yeah, which, like, right on, man. But, like, here's the thing. V for Vendetta is a better movie than a comic. Sorry, more. Gotcha. It, I, it <laughs> Is I hundred percent agree with you. Thank people you. People think I'm crazy when I say that. They but do. He's way better than that comic book. It is so much better. It takes a great concept and it makes it even better by making he a real person instead of like a monster like douchebag. Like, yeah, whatever. I mean, like I get having a an evil protagonist or like an unsympathetic protagonist, but like that's not what Moore was doing with V for Vendetta. It's he he put it's all mixed up like the old bailey building explosion or no the parliament explosion is in the beginning it's, it's yeah it's it's it is it is boring that's the worst yeah. it could be the worst thing that a comic or any kind of piece of entertainment can be is boring you can be it can be controversial or offensive or yeah. or inflammatory but the worst thing it could do is be boring yeah um and that's what it is <laughs> but uh anyway yeah man uh, miracle man that's never gonna happen but uh miracle man but we are getting mage so we are getting mage my pick would actually be shield Oh yeah! Oh god! That's that. That's it. Yeah. Finish Shield. My pick would be Shield, just because I want that really awesome hardcover that I can like lend out to people. Yeah. Yeah. So we've gotten go. that. It's so good. Not Image United. No, that can stay where it is. <laughs> it needs to be. It needs to be unfinished because it perfectly exemplifies the Image United. 
experience. Yep. Like, look, yeah, the original does. team got together and didn't finish something. Just like didn't always. Didn't do anything. <laughs> didn't finish. <laughs> but, uh, Jason, thanks so much for being on the show today. Um, thanks for having me, man. I always have fun coming over here. Ditto, man. What's uh, what's happening on Jowen that we can all uh, look forward to checking out this week? Uh, of course, you've got Geek History Lesson every single week, and then also uh, Flash videos. Uh, I'm still doing Flash 3 videos until Flash comes back, but uh, this Saturday, I'm doing a Q&A for my uh, 50,000th subscriber on YouTube. Just nice. cross that, just like you're going to do, it looks like very soon. Yeah, we're looking at a couple, about a week or so, maybe less. Uh, and um, so uh, I have a post up on my Twitter, so if you, there's a question you guys want to know about me or anything like that, uh, go to my Twitter, it's pinned at the top of my profile page, and ask it, and uh, if I like it, it'll make it in the video. Nice. Check it out, guys. But, uh, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, over here on Comic Pop, of course, you know, you can check out this episode of the Elseworlds Exchange on Friday. The audio will be out now. Uh, and now. Well, it'll be out five minutes from now. And uh, and be sure to, t- to stay tuned because back issues this week, Tiffany led the episode where we did Monsters Unleashed, the event nobody read. So check it, it out. It is nobody read that. Nobody read it. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and she loved it. So, see, find out why. I heard it wasn't bad. I heard it wasn't bad either. Colin Bunn's a good writer, so it's all right. (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) it wasn't my cup of tea, but we'll see how it goes. But, uh, anyway, from all of us here, we'll see you guys next week. So long. (laughs)